great day, amazing humans. Yes, welcome to Empowered in My Skin, the podcast. We feature guests of varying backgrounds and lived experiences to share their empowering stories, knowledge, and insights. Our goal is for you, the listener, to fill your mind with empowered thoughts to further empower your human. I'm your host, Nkichi Waffer Robinson, and founder and CEO of EIMS. I'm an experienced technology executive, an author, an International Federation of Bodybuilding Pro Athlete, an inspirational speaker and viral sensation with speeches that have over 7 million views worldwide, and most recently awarded WXN Most Powerful Women in Canada. I trust that you are already feeling empowered. So please listen, leave a review, share the podcast, and subscribe so you never miss an episode. For now... I'm your girl. Let the show begin. Great day, amazing humans. Hmm, My guest is a money relationship coach for faith-filled entrepreneurs, an international speaker, business strategist, and founder of Unbound University, LLC. She teaches women and men of faith how to heal their relationships with money, to experience freedom on a new level in life and business. She's not your typical money coach. So I am so excited to share energy with her human today and look forward to what is guaranteed to be to me empowering conversation. So put your ears together for this incredible spiritual being, Kim Roderick. Yes. <laughs> and she I'm hails. So excited. I'm so excited. Hi. Hi. Good after good 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 day everyone. I'm so excited to be here. I am so excited. As you can tell for anyone that's listening on the Canada side, she is in the U.S., right? Whereabouts are you? Yes, I'm in the U.S. Yes, I am. <laughs> and whereabouts is that? Um, I'm in South Carolina, Columbia, South Carolina. And what kind of weather do you have today? Ooh, now, today it's about 30, 40 degrees today. Um, I'm originally from uh, Mount Vernon, New York, and I've migrated to Columbia, South Carolina. So to get away from all the snow and the hard weather. And, <laughs> so, so we won't talk about the snow that's on follow. my driveway. <laughs> it's going to follow. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have snow on my driveway right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so Kim, Enjoy. very, 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 <laughs> Very excited to share energy with you for the next uh, 30 minutes or so. And, um, you know, I'll get a little bit into, you know, how I discovered you, but I'd love you to almost share a little bit about, you know, how your empowering life story began. There was something that you shared when you, when you were accepting our guest, um, guest request, and you talked about, you know, there's a story of a sleeping beauty for a season in your life. And very excited to see what, uh, what happened there? Yeah, and you know, and and and, and I just want to say I'm so excited to be here and to share my story and you know how I got here because um, it is a journey. So when I teach this and when I talk about money relationship, um, it is a different conversation. Uh, so I have to remind people I'm not a financial planner. Uh, those kind of things. It was a time in my life where I actually uh, despised planners because <laughs> I was just saying there's nothing for me to do. So, uh, but I, I, I do identify, um, I identify with seasons. I always say, you'll always hear me talk in seasons. So there was a season in my life where I considered uh, myself to be what's called a sleeping beauty. And that's for all of us. You know, there's a number of us that have been a sleeping beauty at some point in time in our life. And what that means is there was a point in my life where uh, I was just basically sleepwalking 
through my life, um, not wanting to deal with things, uh, snowballs and mountains that came up around me. I just chose to ignore them because um, I kept myself busy, not wanting to face some of the issues <clears throat> and habits around, uh, specifically around money, because there was a certain time where, you know, it was the best of times and it was the worst of times. But I've always, you know, back then, you know, a couple of years ago when this happened, I've always been in a space where I'm able to move money around. And then all of a sudden, this season came where money just started moving away from me. Mm. And um, it was just something that I couldn't control. I didn't really know what was happening because I was just saying, wait a minute, this never happened before. What am I doing? Um, let's try something else. And everything I tried seemed to be just a door closing and literally the bottom fell out. So I went through a phase where I pretty much lost everything. Um, and I had to rebuild and start my life over. And it didn't happen once. It happened twice. So I said, okay, I, I got, I, I think I have the memo now. I, I, I got this. This is not a road that I want to walk down. <laughs> and what it forced me to do was Ideally, it forced me to really face my fears because at that time, and I, I see that now that I was essentially my own worst enemy mm -hmm. because I was spending so much time during that season while I was taking care of other people. Meanwhile, I was digging myself in a hole. What I discovered when I went back to that scene, when I put myself back into that scene, the finances were actually already there, but mm -hmm. I was blind to that because I was going through. And what happens is when you go through experiences, that's where you start learning. And that's the way, you know, God talks to us sometimes. And you may not hear a direct download, but when you go through experiences, you start to pick up on the cues and the messages of what do I need to learn in this season? What do I need to change? Something has to change. And that's where it started. So with that, um, at that time, you know, I wasn't really um, in, into my business because I've always had a background in, um, you know, I used to be a corporate trainer. So I um, always had a background in business, have a degree in business, I always did business. And I work, it started initially with me working with a nonprofit business association and I would meet all types of um you know, people of influence, you know, uh, business owners and councilmen and, and things like that, mayors, those kind of things. And what I realized is that people, I used to be intimidated by people in such high positions, but they did not have a clue on how to <laughs> generate revenue. And I was just like, wow, you know, so I was just, you know, meeting with them. I would sit down and write out a quick strategy, just kind of figure out, get a vision for what they had. And it was born. So I just married my experience in business and what I used to do in corporate America with helping people, uh, business owners generate money, you know, generate mm -hmm. streams of revenue. But what happened is during my time of um, losing everything, um, and it wasn't so much, it, it wasn't the material. It, it was material because at that time I identified material things with particular status on progress mm -hmm. on where I was in my life. So, I mean, I think we all ha have done that. But what it identified for me was there was a very strong spirit of pride that um, was resting on me that had to be revealed. And a lot of times when you're going through those dark moments, uh, there's a mirror, you know, that you see, and it shows all the sides of you and, and just the, the sides that are not so good, that don't look so good, that need, that you need to be released from. And I feel like that experience, even though I had to begin again, 
it was actually one of the best things that ever happened to me because had I not done that, I was doing so much depending on myself instead of depending on higher power and God Mm -hmm. to lead me. And that entire time he was trying to give me the message that I am here for you. I am in control. Mm-hmm. So I had to learn something the hard way, you know, where initially I went into a valley experience that I thought would be about four to six months. I literally built my tent in a valley experience where mm-hmm. it turned into almost five and a half years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and it, 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 it was an emotional roller coaster because I was very angry mm-hmm. and I didn't understand what was happening, but I had to realize and practice humility and understand that I have to learn what's happening here. But little did I know (laughs) that experience would be used to cattle, you know, to, to change the trajectory of my business. And that's what God essentially did. He came in, changed the trajectory of what I do um, in regards to um, helping women, um, entrepreneurs, professionals, and we're talking about money now. And Mm -hmm. I, I went back and forth with this for so long because I said, are you sure this is who in the world, if you knew, you know, (laughs) everything that I went through. And then I started hearing these names. It was so funny because someone would, would message me on Twitter and say, Oh, I understand you're the money lady. And then, you know, <laughs> now I have this, somebody has d- dubbed me the money maven. And I was saying, if you only knew, <laughs> you know, and I would, I would just crack up to myself because I was saying, I can't believe it. But you know, when you step out and you just say yes, and I'm just going to go through this experience, it has opened a tremendous door in how I teach about money. And that's why I always say um, this experience that you hear about money, you have never heard money like this. Mm-hmm. So I'm right here in this vein where it's, it's, it's not about budgeting and planning financial though. There, there is a space for that, mm-hmm. but right in that niche, we've got to build and heal a relationship with money because Ooh. that relationship It's just as important as any other relationship in your life. Now, here's the thing. When you think about your relationships, the longest relationships you have, number one is with yourself, right? The next one is with your family. And then believe it or not, it's your money. Mm. That's the longest relationship you're going to have because pretty much almost every decision you make is surrounded around a financial decision. So what it takes is dismantling old beliefs because again, we know that our emotions are attached to money. Mm-hmm. dismantling old beliefs that no longer serve us in this season. And a lot of times those beliefs are held with, um, you know, we, we hold those near and dear to our hearts because of how we raise our backgrounds, different things like that, cultural differences and how we view money. But most of us have never really been raised up with a relationship, majority of us. And if we have, <clears throat> there's always something that every single person on this planet has experienced And that is a universal feeling, no matter where you are on the spectrum in regards to finances. And that is money fear. Mm -hmm. So with that, when I look at my season of being that sleeping beauty, you know, I was so consumed with being busy. It wasn't productive. It was busyness because it was avoidance. And what that really boiled down to is it was just fear. I was surrounded by fear. I was afraid of money. I was afraid of having the money and I was afraid of losing the money. Um, I didn't want to open my hands and receive the money because I was saying, wait a minute, if I give the money away, then I won't have it. And then it was a total misrepresentation of what I knew to be true about money. Okay. So first of all, there's nothing better than when you invite a guest that does the work. Like, I, 
<laughs> you you answered so many of the questions that I asked. <laughs> and I'm sitting here and I'm like, I'm you're in an interview. You're not at a conference. <laughs> yes. Yes. So yes, much- I had, you know. <laughs> I love it. So much schooling in that. But let's just touch on a couple of things. So you actually um, touched on something that I found very important, empowering on a post that you made where you talked about your own worst enemy and you, you, you breeze through that a little bit. But there are three things that you talked about. You know, first, you talked about your environment is keeping you broke. Um, your belief level is almost non-existent, which you've mentioned. And then you have the power to choose. Can you go a little bit deeper into into those three and how we can actually conquer that enemy? Right. And, 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 you know, as I was stating, just using my own experience, you know, a lot of times we are our own worst enemy when it comes to the facets of our lives, particularly around money, because there's a lot of things that come up. Number one, we're offended. We're very easily offended. Um, we want to protect what we have. And then also it's a status. We want to show people that we have it all together in all areas of our lives. And what happens is we miss the mark by not being honest with ourselves and understanding that it takes a relationship. Mm -hmm. It's a relationship in knowing what the money is there to do, what position and what role we play. So that's the first step. With regards to the environment, it's very important as we learn, and you know, a lot of people throw out a lot of terms, but deep down, they don't really believe that there's an energy and a spirit around money and an energy and spirit around your environment around money. And what are you saying around money and the power of your words around money? So inevitably, inevitably what we do is... <clears throat> by the words that we speak and by the environment that we surround ourselves in and we become comfortable in, we activate a word curse without even realizing it over our money. And that's just because two things, we don't understand the power of words and we don't understand the language of money. So without you knowing what you're trying to get out of, you've actually just kind of reversed what you're trying to do by staying in a space and environment that's not going to be conducive to growing your money. On that one, it's funny because the biggest thing that I learned in that post, and it was just, it was the worst touch me. You said there are literally cities and areas right around you that are spiritually dead when it comes to the energy of money. That's big. I've never, ever looked at it like that. And how many of us don't? And, and, and when you think about that, you know, just quickly, when you think about that, these areas that are spiritually dead, it's certain areas that you can travel to, and you can literally feel the energy of money flow around those cities. Uh, Certain areas that you go into, you can see that it's pretty much it's a slumber. It's been it's been been smoked out, you know, the energy of money is not moving. And these are areas that, you know, may be infused with some type of scarcity, poverty, energy or spirit, where people cannot rise up, people can't, you know, they can't get up, it's an an oppressive spirit that keeps money from flowing um, in those areas. So what's the first thing that somebody could do, like after listening to this podcast, right? Like, oh my gosh, I just need to you know, this is the, this is the practical thing that she gave us, you know, today to start to release that energy and promote a healthier type of energy around money. 
especially since I, I know I'm now, which is one of the reasons why you're on the podcast, is the, you talked about the language of money. I want to, I want to improve my language around money, my mindset around money, um, my energy around money, you know, and uh, and get more comfortable just realizing that it is something and it's, it's just part of, you know, who I am and nothing to be fearful of, you know? Right. That's exactly right. And I like that. I like how you say it's a part of you because it really truly is because what you think about who you are, mm -hmm. that plays a, that plays a factor in your money story. So when I talk about, you know, my brand, when I talk about unbound your money story, it is removing a dis, you know, removing those things, the shedding, it is the shedding and dissipating of those things that no longer serve you. Mm -hmm. So as we grow, it is your responsibility to put yourself in position where you are in a space of identifying with money and finance in all areas of your life. Because what happens is if you are, if you have someone that has a low self-esteem or they're just not as confident they're not confident enough to ask for or to apply for that position. You know, uh, one of the things I mentioned on the tour, I gave an example of, you know, people not even believing enough to apply for the position that pays you, you know, for those who are career mm -hmm. professionals, you, you're, you're not confident enough to even apply for a position that pays a minimum of 50 or 60,000 or more. So you won't even go there because you've already made it in your mind that, I don't qualify. I'm not worth that amount. So what happens is whatever you say, that's exactly where your money level is going to meet you. you are so, I just have to give, I have to give that space. Like I just giving that space, your money level is within your control. Ah, so that takes me into this next, I think it's going to be around the same theme, but you talk about it's important to know what you're signing your money to. Educate us on that. Yes, you know, we we have to, what, what happens is in a space like this, and when I made that statement, it, you know, we want to preface it by saying, what, what do you really mean? What that means first and foremost is there's a role reversal in our lives that have to take place surrounding money. And that's because we've given so much energy and power to money that we are not in position to be in control of the money. The money actually dominates us. And until you take your position and make a conscious effort, and it does take time because remember, these are habits that we have to release to understanding that I have, I have the dominion over the money. The money is not designed to control me. I was created to control the money mm -hmm. because it's simply a resource. So we have to put things in context first. Then we want to say, well, what is the next step for me? What do I need to do? So we know we're living here in the earth realm. So if you're living here in the earth realm, you need money in order to flow. So there's no mm -hmm. such thing as I don't need the money. <laughs> you, you, in order for you to live, you need the money. So you have to put yourself in position to say, you know, what am I assigning my money to? Your basic needs have to be met. And see, a lot of times in that space, right there in that space, we are so stuck. We are stuck in survival mode. Mm. So when we're in survival mode, all we can see is we just need the money to get this done. And when you're in survival mode, you're in such a constricted space 
that you can't think about being in control because the money has been in control of you for so long because you've given it that type of power. And it's just that we've just been conditioned to do it that way. Um, and it's just a matter of, again, pulling down strongholds, old ideals of what we think we know. And whenever I start speaking about money, I always say everything you think you know, every preconceived notion about money, you want to let that go and just hold that. Just put that in the parking lot for a minute and just be open to a new experience about money. Mm. I love that. And, and what do you think then around vision boarding as it almost relates to that, right? So I have a vision board that says the best way to become a billionaire is to help a billion people. And then I have a figure of 500 billion just below it. I've always heard like, like almost to yourself, like what's your money level? And I always say you can't achieve beyond your belief. And so there's this belief system I'm trying to create for myself that I can work my way to a $500 billion <laughs> bank account. And absolutely. Absolutely <laughs> and it's, can. it's absolutely possible. And what you want to do is even, even, and I think that's wonderful. That's an excellent goal. That's an excellent goal because <laughs> what you're doing, you are defining clarity around that goal. So you've started you've defined the clarity. Now, next is going to be your action plan on how do you reach those billion, those 500,000, mm. excuse me, billion people. So you have a plan. So what you've done now is that you set an intention. Once you set the intention, nothing else can separate you from that intention of reaching the number of people that you intend to reach, That's whatever that designated time frame is. But now that you've set an intention, now you have created an energy field where Nothing is going to penetrate what you've put out into the world because your words are powerful. Whatever you say, that's exactly what the environment, that's exactly what your atmosphere is going to produce for you. Wow. Well, thank you. Thank you for that level of confirmation. And so, so we're in a very interesting period. Like I, I'm going to use your word from earlier, season of life called COVID pandemic quarantine. <laughs> This has probably put money fear in a lot of people. Um, yes. What has, well, one, what has Kim maybe discovered about herself during this period of time? And how have you had to really been coaching people? Like what are, what are sort of the common things that you feel are coming up in, in people? Well, what, what that is, and that's a great question because um, what, one of the things that I always share and what I have found is that the very thing that you are called to do that's going to be the very thing that pushes you and triggers you the most. So for me, I have to constantly stay in the work because the money is a spiritual experience. So with that, things take place in the spiritual realm first before they manifest into the physical. So because I am in a space where this message literally is going to free people from a particular bondage around money. There's resistance that comes up. And I've had to learn to manage resistance because that's going to be pivotable, pivot, pivotable, excuse me, in your walk in this journey when you're changing and unbounding your money story. So when I talk to people right now, first of all, um, I have completely, I don't take a lot of time. I don't watch a lot of TV um, mm -hmm. in any way, but 
watching the news and feeding your spirit. First, first question is this, and this is what I ask. This is what I ask clients. What are you feeding your portals? Okay. So first of all, you have to identify those portals. Okay. Your eyes, eyes. ear, what you hear, what, you, what, what are you saying? Um, what's happening is we're experiencing a wave of uh, money, fear, of course. And like I said, a lot of it, and I understand it's real. I've been there, but you have to continue to align yourself with what I call simple, I, you know, hard truths, simple truths and hard truths. The hard truth and the real truth, or we're going to say essential truth, is that there is not a, there is no shortage of anything. Mm. There is no shortage. <laughs> because when the creator <laughs> created this world, and when he created every one of us, the abundance and the provision was already there. There's no way that your creator would create a world, give us an order, which is a law to be fruitful and multiply and not have the provision here to meet the need of the people that he created. We got to go back to what we know to be true, no matter what it looks like. We know without a shadow of a doubt that for every need, there is supply. Mm. Wow. So <laughs> yeah, it's like <laughs> that was my that was my I'm like, wow. That, that was well, pretty, it's, it was pretty real. That was uh yeah, that doesn't that again needs some space. <laughs> so, <laughs> so just before I get into uh, my segment called Rapid Thrivers, I have a, one last question I want to ask you here in the main interview is then what are some of the financial questions like you know, maybe after today, after listening to your episode that our listeners need to start to ask themselves? Well, one of the first questions, and this is how I always share to get started. Mm -hmm. One of the questions, the first questions I ask is, tell me about your money story. Now, Mm -hmm. again, this is not about budgeting, finances, what you have saved. What you want to identify with is where I am in my money story right now, good, bad, or indifferent. Because what happens is when you pull back the layers, that sore can heal. Whatever you're hiding, once it's exposed, it can no longer control you. Because one of the two things that I'm gonna that I'm that I'm sharing in a, in a training that I've done around money is shame and guilt. Mm-hmm. Once you release what you've been hiding around your money story, you can no longer carry shame and carry guilt because you are one of many people who are, we, we, we have such, uh, such a large number of people that are living in money fear. This, this is not about you not having it. This is for people that fall on every spectrum, every teeter on the scale when it comes to money. We have all experienced money fear. So in that, in this space, the first question is, what does my money story look like? And second, what do I want my money story to look like? How can I get there? So those are the first steps with identifying and purging everything you think you know. And what you're going to find is a lot of things that you believe. And if you write it out, it's no longer in this particular season as we move forward and as we all evolve, it's no longer going to serve you in this season because there are a group of people that are not affected by the pandemic. Um, There are a group of people who have um, done the work to ensure that we are not falling into a fear, uh, scarcity, lack, um, you know, in a space where there's not enough. Mm-hmm. 
Hmm. So when, just to make sure that I, you know, using myself as an example. So when I'm talking about my money story, this could mean I'm going back to think about in my household as a kid, how was money? How did we look at money? Did we talk about money? You know, what are, you know, what are some of my fears around money? Do what do, you know, what kind of things do I buy? Like, what do I assign my money to? How do I look at bills? Like, is that, that all needs to be part of that story that you're saying, sit down and write. I think that that's a very empowering task, right? That I encourage all listeners to get, get out your journal and write that question down. And then the other one, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, I just want to share that example since you said that. I want to give you this visual. Think about, um, and we've seen this on TV before, think about a habit of how you deal with your money. It's the difference between you see a sign for gas for $179 versus a next gas station you see for $199. Which one are you conditioned to go to? Because it's only a matter of 30 cents difference. Mm-hmm. Same thing when you purchase laundry detergent. Um, a simple choice of not a matter of being on sale, but you never thought to purchase the name brand because you've always thought that it's not necessary to pay that kind of money. It doesn't make sense. Why would you want to pay that kind of money? And those are conditioning. Those are mm-hmm. words that have been ingrained based on experiences. Mm-hmm. But as you get older, you will learn. That's the same thing with people who are afraid to book first class versus um, coach. And they don't understand that it's only a matter of $100 or $120 difference. But you've never researched it. So you probably wouldn't know. We wouldn't know. Because yeah. we've always said, we're always going to drive. We're always going to, we're always going to fly coach. It's very interesting because I love that first example that you gave about money and gas, because that takes me, that took me right back to in Canada as the gas prices start to soar like years back. We're talking about like, I can't remember when it was below a dollar. It must be like eight years ago. Oh, wow. And I, and I remember I used to chase the pump, the cheap pump. And then after a while, I realized that I used to value my time. And so whichever, and I, and that totally changed my conditioning. And then I said, I, and it didn't really matter to me, you know, how much the gas price was. I need gas. This is the station that's closest to me. I'm going to fill up here, you know? So maybe it's just that you said that. I was able to just, I was like, wow, I don't know if I indirectly just changed a money story that I had about myself, which was to <laughs> chase the cheap gas to not really care. I need gas in my car. And it's, and my time is more valuable than trying to save 20 cents by driving a block or two. Love that. Love that. So when you think, I'm so into our rapid fibers. When you think about somebody who inspires you, who comes to mind first and why? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I would say who inspired, wow, I'm inspired by so many people. Um, but I guess if we're talking about, we're going to say people of influence. Um, could be anybody. It could be your mom. It doesn't have to. It's just who comes to mind first. Yeah, it is who inspires me. Um, wow. I'll tell you. Um, my daughter. Mm. Um, my daughter's 20. She's 20 years old. And I always spend so much time talking. And then when we have conversations now, um, I'm inspired by her because, number one, she really, really believes in me. Um, she believes in the work, but also it just confirms to me that she's listening. And I was just like, wow, you know, I know I've been getting on her nerves, but she's listening. And that's what inspires me because I strive and I always, you know, 
my one of my affirmations is daily when I wake up is I want to be a per- better I want to be better than I was the day before mm-hmm. you know so I ask God to help me you know be disciplined in certain areas of my life and those kind of things so that I can be better mm-hmm. and um so that that is my inspiration yeah that's lovely and I and the, and the fact that she's listening to you after you've gone through all of this at 20 just talks about how much she's going to be able to avoid herself that's beautiful what is a daily activity, Kim, that helps you keep your thrive up? Ooh, um, what I have learned to do is journaling. Okay. And I'll tell you what, I, I have adopted, you know, certain habits as far as waking up early and those things that we know of. But really writing has, you know, I used to do it and then I stopped and then I kind of picked it back up. But my daily activity now that I make time for is definitely writing and journaling out where I am, how I feel, and then what I know to be true. So I even challenge myself with my own words about what is my hard truth, no matter what it looks like right now, what do I know to be true? And then once I can meditate on what I'm thankful for and what I know to be true, Mm. it just seems like some of the layers, you know, start lifting. Mm -hmm. They start lifting. Mm -hmm. You step out of any stress or anxiety, I find that when, yeah. Right. What is a book that helps you with your thrive? Oh, wow. I'm reading about, hmm. That's a good question. I'm reading about, <laughs> at any given time, I'm reading about five or six books. But right now, um, I am reading The Untethered Soul. Mm. Um, that one is really, really good. I'm reading... Um, money, manifestations, and miracles. I just started that book. Um, mm-hmm. It is similar to my niche. Um, I can't, I cannot remember the author's name, but it's it's money, manifest, manifestations, and miracles. And it's talking about the power of women. And I always say, you know, this is the year of the woman. And it's talking about how women play such a role in the, in, in, in the, in industry, you know, excuse me, in, in, in the world where it's a global movement for women and how it's important for women to define those money stories mm-hmm. because we are the primary decision makers, you know, uh, we're, we're, we're mothers, wives, aunts, uncles, grandmothers, you know, we are a generation of women where, you know, it, it's important for us to, have a real relationship with money. So that book is really just kind of heightened, you know, the work that I do and those kind of things. I try to stay in the vein of what I do daily mm-hmm. um, to clear my clear, you know, to keep myself clear. Yeah. And we're going to be sharing those in the show notes as well for listeners that want to try and, and take those in. So an app, what's an app on your phone that helps you with your thrive? Ooh, uh, <laughs> the, uh, an app is... Uh, actually, I do a lot of reading on my phone. So I would say um, <laughs> Kindle, uh, Amazon Kindle is really <laughs> yeah. uh, because it just, you know, that's one of the things I do. And I see a deal. I'm just kind of always, you know, but I, I kept, have a couple of words and things bookmarked where um, I really utilize that app. Also, I have, um, what is another app that I normally use? Oh, my, well, I mean, it's, it's basic, but it is a Samsung. I have a Samsung. So I use the notes function there yes. because what happens is whenever a thought comes up and I'm like, wow, 
I have to write it down because honestly, I will forget because I have my mind is going 100 miles per hour. And um, I utilize that note section so much because I mean, I actually wrote an entire ebook in that note section. And, mm-hmm. and that is one of my favorite, favorite apps that I use um, outside of, you know, money saving apps and those kind of things. But um, I really utilize the note function and I read a lot. I read, read, read. That's one of the main things that came because I don't watch a lot of TV. So yeah, Leader, leaders, leader, leaders read and read to lead. Yeah. And, uh, and both of those apps would be, are up on my top 10 as well. So, so yeah. yeah. So tell me something, as people see you as you're the coach, the money coach, the money maven, you know, what is one misconception that people have of you as they see you in this thriving position? Yes, they um, automatically, I get the first question I get is how are you going to help me budget, um, finance, investment, that kind of thing. And my answer is absolutely not. Um, because that is not, um, that's not where I am. I'm right in a specific area right before you get there. So before you do it, and and here's the thing, it's so much information out there Mm -hmm. on budgeting and finance, which is very important. It's needed because you you have to have a system, you know, you have to have a balance. Mm -hmm. You have to have some type of responsibility, but before you get there, the reason why it fails a lot of times is because we don't have that relationship. So I'm Mm -hmm. right there right in that space. Once I get you there where I can expand the way you think about money and I can change the way you think about money, Mm -hmm. then you can move on to your planners. There are tons of people out there that do that work very, very well. Mm -hmm. But um, that is the number one conception. That's why I always state I'm not the typical business, uh, excuse me, money coach, because I'm not talking about finances yet. I'm talking about you and how you feel about money. I love that. It's almost like how I consider how I help people with their personal brand. I'm the brand before your brand, right? Like, yeah. cause you, you're like, you're, you're building the palette. Like you're cleaning off the, you know, the, the stale <laughs> you know, air that's lived there, clean out the palette to say rebuild fresh. I love that. So where can we find more of you? Well, I'm online um, right now. I have a new um, website that's coming up. It's under construction. It is coming up. It's going to be KimRoderick.com. And I'm on Facebook um, as KimRoderick.com. The business page is also Kim Roderick. It's also under, uh, excuse me, it's Kim Roderick, but it's Unbound University. Um, On IG, you can reach me on IG. My name on on IG is Kim Roderick Official. And um, and then I'm on Twitter as MZ Kim Rod. So it's Ms. Kim Rod on, on Twitter. So um, I, ha- I do find a lot of people on Twitter. People actually find me. Um, but, you know, if you want to reach out to me on Facebook, um, IG, any one of those platforms, um, you'll see sure. everything right. that I'm doing, some of the amazing things that are coming up, major, ma- amazing projects that are coming up this year. So I'm really, really excited to connect. I love that. I love that. And as one of my parting questions before we have to say goodbye, you know, this, this podcast is called Empowered in My Skin. And I want to know if you can leave the listeners with what that means to you. Empowered in my skin. Um, it really is about defining who I am. And that's actually something that I recently went through. Um, it's a real experience. And that's why I was so excited to be a part of this podcast because being empowered in my skin is accepting who I am, what I like about me, uh, what I'm interested in, and getting to know me all over again. Mm. Uh, because there was a season in my life where, as I mentioned, you know, I was sleepwalking and I walked by a mirror one day and I had to reintroduce myself to me. And um, it's a pro- it became a project of me. 
what what do I like? What what do I want to do? What, where do I see myself? So being empowered in my skin, it's just total 100% acceptance, no matter what it looks like, no matter where I am. It's being empowered in my skin to say, I love me and I love the direction of my life. I love that I was created for this. You know, I love every trial and tribulation that I've gone through that helped me become the person that I'm becoming today. And I thank you for loving you so much because it's helping us love ourselves a little bit more every single moment. So this has been an empowering conversation. Trust me, like if there's no one that is that doesn't understand the need to really think about how they think about money, they just need to hit rewind and listen to this again because it was awesome. So Kim, thank you so much for sharing. So much. Thank you. Thank you for sharing energy with me. I look forward to connecting with you maybe on future ventures and to everyone that's listening to this podcast. This is unfortunately where I have to say, we're out. (laughs) Bye-bye. So there you have it. I trust you're saying to yourself, I'm fully empowered in my skin. And remember, whatever platform you're listening to this on, please subscribe, like, review, and share this podcast with someone else that you feel can benefit from the empowering content that we deliver. As Tom Billy says, when we help others think in a way that is empowering, that is the lead domino to create real change in this world. It's been fun hanging with you. It's your girl, and I'm out. <laughs> <laughs>